This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's a lovely morning, Daniel. It's not down here in Florida. Again, animals lining up two by two. Uh, Get your arcs ready in Florida. The lake in the back of my house, by the way, is encroaching dangerously on my property. Uh We may be. uh, Yeah, we may be conducting this podcast in a pontoon boat (laughs) soon because it has not stopped raining in Florida for about 10 days. Unbelievable. Water everywhere. Hey, um. It's not every day you wake up to do Fox and Friends and the President of the United States quotes you, so uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, President Trump. Uh, I'm not kidding. Check out his... It's not a joke, by the way. Check out his Twitter account. I did an appearance on Fox and Friends at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time this morning talking about John Brennan. John Brennan knew about the dossier. John Brennan used the dossier to brief, uh, or components of it, to brief people up on Capitol yep. Hill. Those people on Capitol Hill, Harry Reid specifically, then used components of the dossier to demand an investigation into the FBI. Yep. Uh, it, it, into Trump by the FBI, which was then used as a political intimidation hammer tool on the Trump team and used the foundation of the Trump collusion narrative later on. I pity the fool. That's what I said on Fox and Friends. What was that? That was Mr. T. Oh. I love Mr. T. And that is the uh, genesis of the entire Russian collusion fairy tale. I said that on Fox and Friends this morning, and uh, the president was uh, kind enough to quote me over the course of three tweets on his Twitter account this morning. So uh, we have a lot to get to. I mean, breaking news uh, out the proverbial wazoo uh, today. So let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at WaxRx. We love WaxRx. I had to use it last week after I got a haircut. Got a little hair from the haircut in my ear and you can't stick those cotton swabs in your ears no good you're not supposed to do that when your ears aren't clean they can get really uncomfortable they itch they're painful and they get plugged up making it harder to hear there's no better system for cleaning your ears than wax rx many people use cotton swabs candling or drugstore remedies to clean their ears but they really don't do the job they can even be dangerous now you can get a real solution for stubborn earwax the wax rx ear wash system it's doctor developed and works safely when other products fail stuff is great the WaxRx system is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. Save yourself a trip, though, to the doctor. You can use it all at home. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out your wax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. The doctor-developed WaxRx system uses special wax softening drops to break down your wax inside the ear. It has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush wax away. Finally, the pH conditioned formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. Visit GoWaxRx.com to order your reusable earwash system today. Offer code DAN to have it shipped right to your front door. That's GoWaxWaxRx.com. GoWaxRx.com. Offer code DAN. Ship it free right to you. The stuff is great. You won't regret it. Love it. Use it on my uh, family, too. So Because you can't stick those cotton swabs in there. you get hurt. Not supposed to do that. 
Okay, where do we start? Devin Nunez, another bombshell interview. Maria Bartiromo at Fox has been uh, getting Devin Nunez on the show and the weekends on her Fox show. And uh, God bless her because these interviews, Joe, are just phenomenal. Oh, man, she's tearing it up. Yeah. It's tearing it up. And if you're missing them, don't worry. I'm here to uh, to cover the six. I have got for you the sound bites. But another series of bombshell statements by Devin Nunes. Just to be clear, Nunes is the Republican congressman running the uh, from the Hill, the oversight operation into all of the intelligence community abuses with the Trump team. So let's get right to it. Let's get to bombshell soundbite number one from Republican Congressman Devin Nunes. A lot of conversation about this informant on a lot of other channels and in all sorts of newspapers. What can you tell us in terms of what went on? Well, I can tell you that nobody was ever interested in an informant. Uh, We asked for specific documents that we still have not received from the Department of Justice. So they continue to leak out things about this informant. Uh, And we don't know if there's one informant or more informants uh, because there's so much out there now. It's really getting tough to follow. And all we're asking for is give us the documentation that you used to start this investigation. Oh, oh, Joe, we were right again. Now the informant, uh, the source. Relatively comfortable putting the name out there now, but if you were a regular listener to the show, right around the March 25th, 26th, 27th series of shows, you already know who the source is, because it was already there. (laughs) Uh, You know, again, I'm serious, folks. I'm not saying this to sound like... There are... Let me give credit where credit is due. You know, Chuck Ross, Lee Smith, Sarah Carter, Greg Jarrett, Andy McCarthy, it's... I am not trying to take any... Please, but... We put a lot of work into this, Joe and I, whether it's cuts or research and Matt Palumbo and and Denise McAllister, my co-author. The Stefan Halper, it now appears from most public reporting out there, is in fact the source uh, in the campaign. Now, you may say, who? There are people emailing me. I got emails like, is Jeff, Jeff Sessions the source? No, Jeff Sessions isn't the source. Come on. As Coach Stan used to say, I haven't brought up his name in a while. Come on, guy. Damn. That was his line when you screwed up and you dropped the fly ball. Come on, guy. No, Stefan Halper. Now, again, if you listen to the shows around that March period, you already know this. You are now weeks and months ahead of the news cycle. So he did not mention the name Devin Nunes in the thing, but he says a couple things in that soundbite. Joe, we have so much to get to today, guys. <laughs> now, what is critical about Stefan Halper? Why do you need to know this? And why were they so desperate to cover up uh, this name? Well, interesting notes about Halper. Halper is deeply connected to both the CIA and MI6, British Intelligence, which if you've been listening to this show from episode 628 on, yep, we have told you from the start the real scandal. Joe, how many times have we said this? The real scandal was the information laundering. Yep. Through unofficial channels between foreign intelligence operators and the United States. Foreign intelligence people impacting a United States election. This really happened. CNN reported back in April of last year. It's still up there. Should I read the... You know what? Should I do... Let me do this again because I I have to bring up this article all the time. Let me read you a headline from CNN... April 14th, 2017. Google this title. Write this down if you want to read this yourself. 
British intelligence passed Trump associates' communications with Russians on to U.S. counterparts. CNN Politics at CNN.com by Jim Shudo, Pamela Brown, and Eric Bradner, CNN. The article is still there for all of you to see. I have only... 10,000 times on the show, all right, slightly hyperbolic, but making the point nonetheless, told you that the real scandal here is foreign intelligence operators working with Democrats and swamp rat Republicans, this is where the Halper thing comes in, to impact the United States election and potentially sway it for Hillary Clinton. The real Russian collusion story, remember, And collusion story in general with foreign intel, Joe, is a collusion story between Hillary and foreign intelligence and the Russians. It is not Trump. Folks, here's what we know. We categorically, verifiably know. Hillary paid through a law firm, a British spy, Hillary's team, who went and got information from Russians that was used to spy on Trump. That is a fact. That's the scandal. Mm -hmm. The Democrats are just doing this whole thing with Mueller, as I said, as a smokescreen to cover Hillary doing this. Now, what's the good news? Before I get on to Halper and the, uh, the public reporting of his name. I wanted to be responsible with it, folks. I didn't want to report it publicly, although I'm not trying to be a know it all. But Joe and I knew the name back in March. I mean, it's not, you know, a lot of people did, not just us, but. We knew Halper's name a long time ago, and I knew Halper was the source, but it wouldn't have been responsible for me to do that without at least some public verification, okay? Um, What's the big news this weekend, and why should you... You're like, okay, they exposed the source, takeaway number one, the Nunez piece. What are we getting at here? Trump has finally announced this weekend, Thanks to thank you to the president for having the cojones to do this. He has now uh, said on his Twitter account that he is demanding and ordering which he can do, he's the head of the executive branch, a public a, uh, a public accounting, an investigation by DOJ, hopefully he'll end in a public accounting, of political abuses of the intelligence process to spy in his campaign. Come on, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, now, I, I, I've been getting a ton of emails from you and tweets. Dan, you keep talking about this case. I don't want to hear it anymore because nothing's happening. It's happening right now. I mean, do you understand, like, a lot of people have known this was going to happen, not that Trump tweet per se but there are things happening behind the scenes that was the whole genesis of my take it easy folks take it easy take it easy i get it i get the frustration with the doj and sessions i understand you're perfectly entitled to say i want him god i get it i understand that i'm just trying to tell you don't pretend nothing is happening triple quadruple double negative it's happening this investigation is going to uncover all of this now it is all going to become public They made this whole thing up with British intelligence. They fabricated the whole thing. Now, about the Nunez thing. Sorry, I got a little off track there. There's two things he says in that soundbite. He acknowledges that there was a source again, which we now know to be Halper. So again, on that, some unusual notes on Halper. Why was Halper, why the need to protect Halper? Folks, Halper's connected deeply to the establishment GOP. I told you a long time ago, again, I'll repeat it again today, and most of you know this, that this scandal is a swamp scandal. It is not just a Clinton scandal. 
There were people in the establishment GOP as eager to take Trump down as the Clintons and the Obamas were. It would be grotesquely unfair to us for us to say otherwise in an effort to salvage a swamp rat GOP brand that is already broken. Halper's connections are deep. Halper was a Republican appointee in the Bush and Reagan administrations. Halper was not a Democrat appointee. He was used by the Democrats in this case. Make no mistake, Joe. He was used by the Democrats in this case to take down Trump. But they had a mutual interest with the establishment swamp and people, Republican senators up on the hill who had an interest in taking down Donald Trump. Halper was a Republican appointee. Now, hat tip Chuck Ross. I'll put this piece in the show notes. Oh, by the way, please read the show notes today. I have five or six ringer articles that are going to totally scramble your eggs. Uh, from a Chuck Ross piece. And again, be at the show notes today at Bongino.com. If you're subscribe to my email list. We really appreciate it. I will email you these articles every day. I take the best of the best, send them right to your email box. Chuck Ross, by the way, he's the one who discovered the Halper connection back in, I believe, March. So big hat tip to Chuck Ross at the Daily Caller for his incredible work. Quote, Halper has longstanding ties, Joe, to the CIA and MI6, the British Intelligence Uh Service. Get a load of this one, Joe. Halper's father-in-law was CIA legend Ray Klein, deputy director at one point, and he is currently a partner, this is where it gets interesting, at the Cambridge Security Initiative with Sir Richard Dearlove, the former MI6 chief. Dearlove reportedly met with Christopher Steele, the author of the dossier, in September of 2016 to discuss how to investigate possible ties between the Trump campaign and the Russian government. So now we know that the Federal Bureau of Investigation, in conjunction with the intelligence community, was using a source, not work. This is let me let's be clear on this, too. Halper was not working in the Trump campaign. Don't screw that up. This is important. I got an email this weekend from a guy and he's right. Don't screw that up because liberals love to catch you on little details. Mm -hmm. Halper was intersecting with the Trump orbit, providing information on the Trump team. He wasn't working for the Trump team. There's a difference. He was unquestionably now, though, according to the reporting out there and Chuck Ross's work, a source for the intelligence community on information and goings on in the Trump team. So if Joe was running for president and the FBI was running uh, an intelligence operation to try to get info on a political hit job on Joe's campaign team and Joey Bag of Donuts, the spy for the FBI, keeps you know contacting members of Joe's team, don't screw up the details and say, oh, he was working. He wasn't working with him. Joey Bag of Donuts was trying to contact him and get information on him, but he was not working, Stefan Halper, inside the Trump orbit. Someone sent me an email this week, and they were absolutely right. That's how the left sets you up with little details. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, look, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Another interesting thing about Halper. They had this fascination with getting Papadopoulos to London. Remember, Stefan Halper, now we know, is the source for the FBI, trying to na- working for the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the IC to try to nail the Trump team in a political hit job for the ages is a seemingly desperate to get Papadopoulos to London. 
Nunes knew this. That's why he brings up the source part. He had to know this. He's seen the documents. Why? They had to get Papadopoulos to London. He offers him a halper who is, amazingly, is working with the Bureau to nail the Trump team. Offers Papadopoulos $3,000 to write a paper on Middle Eastern gas reserves and a expense, an expense trip, uh, all expenses paid trip to London to meet with Halper. Why in London, folks? Because British intelligence formers with connection to that entity, the British intelligence entities that are passing information to American intel, need Papadopoulos outside of the country because U.S. spying laws wouldn't apply in London. You see the information laundering operation, Joe? <laughs> I cannot spy on you, Joe Armacost, in the United States, whether if I'm a member of the intelligence community, That's right. with, without probable cause that you are a foreign agent in violation of U.S. law. I can't do right. it. But if I want to politically use the intelligence community to spy on you, Joe Armacost, what if I get the information from the British and I send you over to London and they spy oh, on you? Oh, there you go. Son of a- da, 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 very well done, fellas. Halper offers him Papadopoulos money and an expense free expense free trip for for help for uh, Papadopoulos to go over to London. Awfully convenient folks, isn't it? Hey, what does that reminds me of uh, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Hey, come to LA, join the party. Remember that <laughs> Die Hard he's he's, he's in Nakatomi Plaza. Hey, come to LA, join the party. It's going to be great. Papadopoulos probably had no idea he was working with an FBI spy incredibly politically targeting the Trump team. Now, what went wrong with all of this? And why was this unusual? Well, it's unusual because they I, I mean obviously that Forget the 30,000-foot view. The 60,000-foot view. You don't spy on an opposition political campaign without hard evidence of an actual crime, Joe. They didn't have it. If they had evidence of a crime, they could have investigated Papadopoulos through normal means. They didn't have to ship him to London. By the way, does the information laundering angle now make sense? I keep using that term, and you need to understand that. Yeah, it does. They had to launder information through the British intelligence folks and the formers over there through unofficial channels because if they went through official channels, Joe, somebody would have said, hey, are you guys spying on Joe Armacost? Yeah, the red flags would have been uh, flying, yep. Would have went up everywhere, yeah. and it was it would have been a paper trail. And I'll get to Nunez. He says more on that in a minute. Cool. But this unofficial channels thing is important. If they did it the right way, Joe, established that Joe Armacost running for president, mm-hmm had committed a crime, that Joe, in fact, was a foreign spy, and they had hard evidence, they just could have gone about it the normal way. Through their FISA courts, with a legitimate warrant, establishing probable cause, they did none of this. They had to go through the FISA court with bad information, which was laundered through the British to give it an air of legitimacy, because if it was verified through the normal process, it would have been debunked. This was crap from the word go. Crap from the word go, brother. From the word go. Now... This is interesting. Let me give you a little insight into how intelligence works. Um, I was a the Secret Service guy. I was not an intelligence producer. I want to be clear on that. I was a consumer. But during my time in the Secret Service, my 12 years, especially during some extensive overseas operations I did for Obama, uh, President Obama and President Bush, I worked with 
intelligence officials often for obvious reasons. You're overseas in Afghanistan and Indonesia. You need a deeper understanding of the threat to the president of the United States if you're putting together a security plan. Uh, the understanding of that threat comes from American intel. And you'll be on the ground. You work with them hand in hand. I am intimately familiar with how the process works. Again, not the generation side, but at a minimum, the consumption side, where I did this for over a decade of my life. There are typically efforts, Joe, especially if you're going to protect a source, to verify information independently of that source. Now, this may not make sense to you. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you all kinds of questions. But if I'm using you as a spy, Joe... Inside the Trump campaign, again, you're not working there, but you're intersecting with people in a Trump orbit to try to get information on a Trump team. And I'm Trump's political enemy, right? I want to protect you in the end. The way to protect you is you give me information, right? You say, hey, I met with George Papadopoulos, Mm -hmm. this Trump guy, and he told me something um, about Hillary emails. The way you do that is you develop independent corroborating evidence. You can physically surveil George Papadopoulos. You can get a subpoena. um, You can get a warrant for Papadopoulos on on some of his... um, Emails, you can interview him and try to flip him. None of that happened with Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos was not interviewed till after the election was over. Which says to me they made almost no effort to verify the source. Now, there's two reasons for this. Please don't lose me on this. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound in any way condescending, but it's really important you get this because it points to how unusual what happened was. Number one, you verify the information the source is giving you from inside and around the Trump team because you want it to be legitimate before you present it to a court. Simple as that. You don't want to present to a court and swear to, I swear this information is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God, but it's not. (laughs) That's obvious. Mm -hmm. But the second one is to keep the identity of the source secret. If someone's feeding me information on the Trump team and he is really a legitimate source, you want to keep that source quiet. You want to keep that source quiet to protect him to protect, or her or to protect their safety. If I verify it through another independent channel, Joe, I don't need the source anymore. You understand where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. If... I have someone spying on the Trump team and he tells me Trump jaywalked on January 22nd. In order for me to present that information, even to a FISA court, at some point I'm going to have to expose the, not maybe not the identity, but at least the, that there was a source, which in and of itself was controversial. Mm-hmm. If I can verify that information through another person, say a guy on the street who couldn't carry any, let's go, oh yeah, I saw that that day. Mm-hmm. I can use him. I don't have to use the source. You get gotcha. it? Gotcha, gotcha. You can protect and you can protect the source while verifying his information. Proxy. Yeah, good. There yeah, go. a, a proxy, exactly, a stand-in for the there source. There you go. Because the facts are the same; they both saw the same thing. That didn't happen. That didn't happen with Halper's information. That tells me they knew this was junk <laughs> because they yeah. made no effort to verify it and protect the identity of Halper. Not only that, they leaked which is another Nunez piece. This thing is full of gems. They leaked information to the DOJ and apparently tried to set up Nunez for it on the identity of the source. They were not trying to... Please tell me this makes sense. You get information from a source. You're claiming this guy, the FBI saying, we couldn't identify this. This is deeply classified. If we reveal the identity of Halper, this is going to destroy national security forever. Then how come you made no no, uh, efforts, uh, at least legitimate efforts, to verify his information? 
If you verified his information, you could have kept Halper out of it altogether. They didn't. That says to me, to quote the legendary, legendary podcast executive producer Joe Armacost, yes. it was crap from the get-go. Maybe we should put that on a shirt. It was Joe Armacost, it was crap from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Why did they make no effort to verify it and protect the source and protect the info? Because it was crap info. There's no way to verify two plus two equals seven. You could try all you want. You can get the abacus out. It's never going to equal seven, no matter what. If five different people tell you two plus two equals four, you pick the one you don't need to secure his identity. Use him in court. Yes, your honor, two plus two equals four. When two plus two equals seven, you think it's going to be hard to find five people to swear to that? It's going to be impossible because it doesn't equal seven. Verify to protect the source. They did not. Now, trained intelligence people like Halper also are involved in significant grooming operations. They groom their sources. They groom the sources, groom their people they're trying to use. Groom, oh, Joe, your hair looks so great today. Anyone ever tell you you look like Elvis? Not the gravy sweating Elvis, but the real, like, the young Elvis? Her, her, thank you very much. much. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they do. They groom you. Now, I want you to read another piece at the show notes today to follow along with the show when you're done. It's another terrific piece. Daily Caller's been doing incredible work on this. About emails, Carter Page... Received from the source, according to media types, Stefan Halper. Read them. The emails, Joe, are clearly attempts at grooming. Hey, Carter, how's it going? Like the Bill Clinton. Hey, buddy. <laughs> when I worked for Clinton in the White House, he, I, this guy would say, hey, buddy, for like 12 seconds. It was I don't know what it was. Hey, buddy. I never heard anything like it. These are That was the Clinton way. Halper knows that. He has to grease this guy, yeah. Carter Page. who He's another guy he's trying to approach for information. You see what Halper's doing? Yeah. He's approaching people in the Trump sphere. Hey, you know about those emails, right? Joe, wink, wink, nod, nod. Hey, Carter, you know about those emails, right? Wink, wink, yeah. nod, nod. He's working for the Bureau. Trying to get information they don't have. Papadopoulos doesn't know anything about the emails. Except what he was told by another guy on April 26th, 2016. Remember the names. If you listened in March, this name Stefan Halper is not new to you. Now, remember the name Joseph Mifsud. Now, we've talked about him before, repeatedly. Again, if you're a listener regularly, you know that name. If not, Remember the name Joseph Mifsud. Joseph Mifsud is allegedly the person, according to an enormous amount of public reporting, who told George Papadopoulos that the Russians may have had emails of Hillary's emails. Why is this critical? Look at the date. He told him it on April 26, 2016, months before Halper contacts Papadopoulos and asks him, hey, George, you know about the Russian emails. Do you see this setup? This is the most obvious frame job in human history. Hey, Joseph. Mm. Now do you know why a couple weeks ago I said there may have been more than one source? Uh, You just heard it in a Nunez clip. Mm -hmm. In a Nunez clip, he says whether there was a source, one or more, 
get ready for more than one source. And I don't mean source necessarily in the FBI paid informant mode. I mean sources working for sources working for sources. Joseph Mifsud gave that information to Papadopoulos. He, gave, he told him, hey, the Russians have Hillary's emails. Who told Mifsud to say that? So let me walk you through this very simply. Right. Step A, tell someone on the Trump team that, Hillary, uh, that the Russians have Hillary's emails. Step B, FBI, get a source to reach out to the Trump guy you told about Hillary's emails and then ask him about Hillary's emails, which your guy told him about. Step three, when he says, hey, the Russians may have Hillary's emails, say, they colluded with the Russians. The, folks, are you seeing this? Yeah. Do you see the scam? Yeah. Listen, if you're listening in your car, I whisper in your ear, hey, car driver, listen to the Dan Bongino show. Do you know the Russians have emails on Hillary? Then the next day you pick up a carpool guy. He just randomly shows up. You've never seen him before. He gets in your car. He goes, hey, Mr. Carpool Driver, listen to the Dan Bongino show. What do you know about Russians emails with Hillary? Hey, I heard something the other day. Day three, who gets in your car? An FBI agent. You're under arrest for colluding with the Russians. What? What did I do? You see the scam? Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Hey, buddy. You see the scam? It's so obvious. You don't, as a federal agent, you don't have to be a federal agent to figure this out. They planted the information and then sent a spy in to go retrieve the information to say, hey, look, they colluded. Look at the date. Mifsud tells him this, April 26, 2016, months later, they try to get, and by the way, the, the meeting with Downer, The meeting with Alexander Downer, the Australian diplomat, deeply connected to the Clintons, by the way, signed a memorandum of understanding transferring $25 million to the Clinton Foundation from the Australian government to the Clinton Global Initiative, which already has issues. That happens May 10th. April, approach the Trump team. Tell them the Russians have info. May 10th. Australian diplomat. Go up to George Papadopoulos. Oh, where were they? Oh, London again. Oh, crazy. Alexander, make sure, by the way, you ask uh, Papadopoulos about these uh, these Russian emails. Oh, and then months later, what happens? Halper, a source, according to multiple reports now, working with the FBI. Hey, George, you know about those Russian emails, right? The same guy, by the way, who approached Carter Page. Halper, who approached Carter Page. By the way... First contact two weeks before the uh, investigation into the FBI, uh, into Trump, the Trump team officially opens up, which debunks their whole theory that the downer meeting with Papadopoulos started this. It debunks the whole thing. It's garbage. All right. I, I, I got so much. I'm sorry. I have a lot to get to. Um, I, I got to move on with the newness because newness has three gems in there. I'm only on gem number one. All right. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at iTarget. Folks, uh, firearm proficiency is critical. God forbid you're involved in a self-defense scenario. If you're a member of the military, police officer, you're uh, just a, uh, you have your weapons for self-defense. Or if you're a hunter, it's important to be accurate. Or if you're a first-time uh, firearm owner and, you know, your groupings aren't as great as they want to be. You just started. You're kind of all over the place at the 25-yard line. You may want to try this. This is the iTarget Pro system. It'll take your firearms proficiency to the next level. You know, the range is great. You have to go to the range. I was just there not that long ago. But it does get expensive. The iTarget Pro system allows you to practice your proficiency with your firearm in the safety and security of your own home. 
Here's how it works. First, you safely unload your weapon. Safely. Check it. Check it twice. Check it three times. You cannot make a mistake there, right? Rack open that slide. Pop open the cylinder. Look. Look away. Make sure it's unloaded. They will send you a laser round. You will put in the firearm you have now. No manipulations necessary at all. You've got a Glock 43, a SIG 229, whatever you got, they will send you a round that will fit right in there in that chamber. It is a laser round. Inactive, it just emits a laser. When you depress the trigger on that safely unloaded weapon with the laser round in there, it'll emit a laser onto a target. What's the benefit of that? The benefit is now you see where the round would have gone. You can put that target out at 25 yards. You can put it at 10 yards. You can hang it on a door just as long as you do it safely. Remember that laser rule, right? The Literally the laser rule. You always want to point a weapon, loaded, unloaded, whatever. It always has to be in a safe direction. But you can practice in the safety and security of your own home. You want to practice uh, taking cover. You don't have to worry about a round ejecting from that chamber and potentially doing any uh, damage there because it emits just the laser. The laser goes on to a target they send you, and you can see exactly where those rounds would have gone. I have people, they send me their groupings. I really enjoy seeing them. They send me them on a Monday or a Tuesday, and they're a little bit all over the place. Sometimes, I don't, maybe they're new to, to firearms or whatever. Then they send me their groupings on Friday. They're shooting the wings off a of fruit fly. This is the way to do it. You need to be able to be proficient. God forbid you're involved in that self-defense scenario. Go check it out. The website is itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com itargetpro.com, promo code DAN for 10% off. Okay, so the takeaway from Nunes clip number one, there may be another source. Get ready. You heard it here first. Said it two weeks ago. Get ready. May not have been one. Remember the name, Miss Mifsud. What was he doing? Who told him to approach Papadopoulos? Have we even answered that question yet? Okay. Uh, let's go to soundbite number two from Nunes Bartiromo, Fox this weekend, another gem. Jim Comey was interviewed by our own Brett Baer recently, you know that. And during that interview, uh, Jim Comey said that there was more than just the dossier. Let's roll that clip. Listen to this, Mr. Chairman. You called the dossier unverified, salacious. Why did you use that to the FISA court to ask for surveillance for Carter Page? Not only use it, but you led with it. A bulk of that FISA application deals with that dossier. Why? Yeah, that's not my recollection, Brett. And I don't know that the FISA application has been released. My recollection was it was part of a broader mosaic of facts that were laid before the FISA judge to obtain a FISA warrant. Broader mosaic of facts, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, we're looking for the pieces to Mr. Comey and the FBI's mosaic. So they've continued to say that this didn't happen, even though we've had career prosecutors go and evaluate this. We released a memo that we made public for all of Americans to see that they had used this dirt that was bought and paid for, not verified before a FISA court. And then they continue to claim, no, 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 don't look here. There's no FISA abuse at all. And they're in total denial. So we have a right to get the information if if James Comey and many others and current and people that are currently at the Department of Justice today continue to say there's nothing to see here. Well, if there's nothing to see here, show us the documents that we're asking for. The, and the, they refuse to do it. <laughs> Comey, this is great. The broader mosaic of facts. What? Let me just distill that down to you what he means by yeah. that, because I want to move on to the next one. Everybody in D.C. right now involved in the conspiracy to spy on Trump is in a panic because they still don't have the one thing they need to justify their actions, which is what, Joe? A, a crime. crime. Nobody has it. Nobody has any evidence. 
all they have, all they have is a fictitious dossier produced by a foreign British spy based on information given by the Russians. That's all they have. Do you understand that that is the essence of this case? That's all they have. Nobody has a scintilla of evidence that any of this is true. They are all left holding the bag. And what's in the bag? A a a a bad spy thriller nonsense piece of garbage, the dossier. It's fake. It's fake. Comey's trying to res- rescue his reputation. Hey, Jim, you realize you investigated the president of the United States based on a series of allegations that were entirely untrue? No, no, no. I did it based on a broader mosaic of facts. What was that mosaic? Uh, I can't tell you. Why? Because it doesn't exist. It was just the dossier. <laughs> they walked into a FISA court with fake information. Nunes calls him out again. He's like, yeah, uh, Maria, we're looking for this mosaic, quotes, and we just can't find it because nobody can find it because it's not there. Remember the bank robbery analogy. You can talk about the bank robbery all you want. I used it on Friday. This guy was involved. That guy was involved in the bank robbery. Here's how they spent the money. The bottom line is, Joe, at some point you have to have a bank that claims they were robbed. There is no bank robbery. Do you understand? There's no crime. They're all left. Hey, Bobby said it. Tony said it. Tony said Bobby did it. Tony said Bobby bought a new car. Reminds me of that scene in Goodfellas where the guy shows up after the Lufthansa heist and the pink Cadillac. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He goes, ah, Jimmy, Jimmy, I, I bought it weeks ago. I bought it for my mother-in-law. He goes, give it back. Give it back. Give it back. There's no bank ro- There's no bank robbery in this case. The Lufthansa heist never happened. Well, in that case, it did. In this case, it didn't. Nothing. There's no crime. That's why everybody keeps saying, I don't, Jim Clapper, oh, I didn't know about the dossier. John Brennan, no, no, the dossier wasn't part of the corpus of intelligence. We use the corpus of intelligence. Well, what is the corpus of intelligence? They're all using fancy words to describe other information they all allege they have about a crime, but no one can produce it. Does that make sense? Do you understand what's going on, why these people are running for the hills? They all keep to Jim Jim Comey, a broader mosaic of facts. But John Brennan, there was a corpus of intel. What? What was it? Produce. Why can't they produce it? Because when it's exposed how they got it through foreign intelligence assets, Cody Shear and Sidney Blumenthal working in conjunction with the Clinton campaign, it is going to be clear as day. That information laundering through unofficial foreign channels so it wouldn't be vetted and political information through the Clinton team, Blumenthal and Scheer, was used to hijack our justice system and spy on Donald Trump. That's why the mosaic and the corpus of facts, you'll never hear about it. Comey is not telling the truth. All right, let's go to uh the bombshell number three from the Nunez Maria Bartiromo interview. The Department of Justice told Fox News they've invited you to the DOJ uh, and you haven't responded or you, do you are you aware of this invitation to go to the DOJ? Yeah, so they continued to leak. So so they we, we had a productive what I thought was a productive meeting. And then after that meeting, they've done nothing but leak and leak and leak. Now, we don't know exactly who it is over the Department of Justice or FBI. I'm not pinning any blame on people. But we're not going to go to another meeting where we don't get documents and then the meeting leaks out. And, you know, they were trying and this is this should make 
people very suspicious. They were trying to get Mr. Gowdy and I to go on Friday to the Department of Justice for supposedly another briefing. Uh, we said, look, unless we're going to get documents, we found out Thursday night they were not going to provide documents, so therefore we're not going to go. Now, if you look what happened on Friday night, probably the mother of all leaks of all time to two major newspapers that came out late Friday night. Yeah, that's now, what I wanted. Had Mr. Gowdy and I went to that meeting, you can bet they would have tried to pin that on us. Whoa! What, what did he just say? Wow. Do you think? Yeah. There you go, folks. The coup de gras of that interview. I, I'm listening on, was it Saturday morning or maybe Sunday, maybe a Sunday morning? I'm not sure. No, it had to be Sunday because it was yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, I look at Paula. I go, Paula, are you, are you, are you hearing what you, my wife's on the couch. Did you hear what he just said? Folks, let me sum up for you in case you missed it. The explosive neutron bomb in what he just said. Friday night, he's talking about this past Friday, there were significant leaks from the Department of Justice about particulars about who the source was without naming the name. So basically they said, I'll give you an example so you understand what happened. If I wanted to out Joe Armacost but wanted a virtue signal and not give his name and Joe was the source, I'd say, well, listen, we're not going to say who the source is, who's been getting information, but he's the executive producer of the Dan Bongino show. He looks like Elvis. He has a black shirt on today with a V-neck and some dark frame glasses. He works at WCBM during the day. Um, he lives in Anne Arundel County. Matter of fact, here's his address and his initials are J.A. But we're not going to tell you who it is because I want to be sure to preserve the identity. Right. Okay. The Post, The Times, these media hacks ran stories, New York Times specifically on Friday and, uh, and, and before that as well, where according to leaks they got from the DOJ, that information was outed. Why? Why are they leaking the identity of the source without giving his name? But making sure you know. Folks, it's simple. The New York Times is in full Pravda cover-up mode right now. The New York Times understands full well, along with the Democrats, the explosive revelation of the fact that the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the IC, the intelligence community, with no tangible evidence of a crime whatsoever, implanted a human spy asset around the Trump orbit to get information used for political purposes to hit the Trump team. You think the New York Times is dumb? So you say, well, why expose it then? Because it's coming out. Remember the IG report? The IG report is about to blow up. Trump has now called for the IG report. The, the IG is basically the internal affairs for the U.S. government run by Michael Horowitz. The report on the abuse of the FISA process is just about to come out. The New York Times is desperate, Joe, to paint the narrative and blunt the blow. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when the name comes out, Halper, which it has now, and what Halper did comes out and what he did for establishment swamp rats and the Democrats to hammer the Trump team. They want to make sure it's been blunted a bit so that when it comes out, oh, look at that. That's old news. Everybody already knows they did this with Benghazi. Yeah. This is a tried and true Pravda media tactic. Mm -hmm. They are trying to blunt the blow of this, of the aftershocks of this neutron bomb that a human spy was used to intersect the Trump orbit and get information. 
That's why they're doing it. Now, what was the bombshell in Nunes? You have to understand that background first. The DOJ and their buddies in the New York Times, the Post and these other Pravda outlets out there, the propaganda team for the Democrats, although they know they have to release this information because it's going to come out, Joe, and they want to paint the narrative, right? they want to be able to pin it on Nunes. <laughs> so Nunes said something amazing. He goes, you know what's awfully convenient? They invited us to the DOJ on Friday night, but they weren't going to turn over any documents. So basically, and hey guys, come on, Joe, come on over to the DOJ. Uh, we're going to tell you a little something. Are you going to give us what we want? No, no, but just come over. Don't you worry about it. Why? DOJ swamp rats would have then leaked to the media the next day that, oh, listen, we met with Nunes last night. He must be the one who leaked the spy's name. Remember, they have two goals. They got to get the identity of the spy out because it's going to come out. And they want to start to frame the narrative that, no, it wasn't about spying on Trump, Joe. It was just about gathering information on the Russians and Trump just happened to be a part of it. That's the New York Times' narrative now and the Washington Post, too. Oh, the human spy was just there to work the Russians, not really the Trump. Nonsense. He was there to work the Trump team. The Russians were secondary. The New York Times has to reframe it, number one. But even better, if they can reframe it by getting the story out first, really naming the informant by not naming him, but giving the details on it, and then blame it on Nunes, the Republican. Oh, my gosh, even better. What better way to discredit this entire investigation? Do you see it? Yeah. Nunes Nunes is brilliant. This guy, America owes this guy a debt of sincere gratitude. He was slick to the scam. Him and Gowdy, they're like, wait, you want us to show up for what? You're going to give us what we want? No, we're not going to give you what you want, but just come on by. Wink and an eye. Come on by, fellas. Don't you worry. We'll have cupcakes. We'll have a few laughs. Don't you worry about it. Maybe smoke some stogies. Cannoli. Have a cannoli here or there. Cup of coffee, an espresso if you want. Maybe we'll have a brewski too. Come on by, DOJ. They were slick. No thanks. You got our documents? No, we're good. Thank you. But they had to leak the story on Friday. Friday's document dump day, Joe. Yes, right. The New York Times understood. We got to get this out there to protect the to protect the Democrats. Let's do it on Friday. Let's name the source without really naming them. But damn it, now we can't blame it on Nunez because he wasn't even here for the blame to leak on. What a bunch of sleazebag, propaganda, Pravda-like, media-disgusting hacks these people are. And good for Nunez for catching on to that. All right, I've got a, I got a couple other... I have a lot more, actually. I'm probably going to have to filter it into tomorrow's show, too. But there's so much going on. Hey, uh, finally, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Um, thanks to Brickhouse. Had a really great weekend of recovery. I didn't grapple, finally, on Tuesday morning. I've been taking such yeah, a beating on my joints. Yeah, I had to take a week off. I got Last week, I grappled with this 20-year-old kid. <laughs> and, uh, man, I'll tell you, he was just too much for me to handle at 43. Seriously, he's not a kid, but he was just so strong. So Brickhouse, I loaded up this weekend on Field of Greens, which is my favorite nutrition product. It is a fruit and vegetable powder. It's real food. It's not some junky extract. It's not garbage. This is real, fresh, high quality, micronutrient packed fruits and vegetables, which we all know are the key to a long, healthy, productive, um, mentally stable life, cognitive abilities and everything. You can't beat fruits and vegetables. Everybody tells you that. Your doctor, your nutritionist. Has anyone ever told you you're taking seriously? Don't eat fruits and vegetables. No, because they don't know what they're talking about then. 
for me, it's been the key to everything. It's been the key. I mean, you know, I, I feel great on this stuff. It really is terrific. I love it. It's called Feel the Greens. It tastes great. It tastes like a little cherry blueberry mix, but it's ground up real food. Go check it out. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Keep a little journal. I mean, how you feel. Give it a couple weeks, couple months on this stuff. Multiple servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I throw it in a little green tea, sometimes a little V8, sometimes a little orange juice. It is terrific. I love it. Feel the greens. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. And give Foundation a try, by the way, if you want to look a little different in seven days. By different, I mean a lot better. The stuff is terrific. It's a creatine ATP blend. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. All right. Another bombshell this weekend. The Fixer is back. The Fixer's back. Now, again, you first-time listeners, who the hell's the Fixer? (laughs) Obama's White House lawyer, Catherine Rumler. The Fixer. Remember the Fixer? Mm -hmm. Just Google the name. Google Benghazi. Google IRS. Google Secret Service Scandal. And you will see the name Catherine Rumler. Catherine Rumler is Obama's White House lawyer, was White House counsel for Barack Obama. Catherine Rumler conveniently also knows Bob Mueller. She worked with Andy Weissman on the Enron Task Force, who is Bob Mueller's number two on the special counsel. Oh, interesting. Fascinating, these connections, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Catherine Rumler keeps appearing in this case at very strategic times. All of a sudden on Friday, right around the time this investigation into the outing of the human asset uh, working to get information on the Trump team, Halper, this is devastating information, right around the time this comes out, whose name appears again in the paper but Catherine Rumler, Obama's lawyer, literally, which is the most overused word in the English language, but in this case, perfectly apropos. Literally. Return of the fixer. (laughs) So what do I read this weekend at Harrods.com? I'll put it in the show notes. Please read it. And in the Wall Street Journal as well. According to a report, Mueller's team is looking into contacts between Joel Zamel, an Israeli social media expert, and George Nader. Remember the name. A special advisor to the leadership of the United Arab Emirates, who allegedly offered to help Trump defeat his Democratic rival, Hillary Clinton. Nader's name has come up in a number of previous reports about Mueller's investigation, mostly regarding his work on behalf of the UAE and ties between the Emirates and Trump. Who's Nader's lawyer? Catherine Rumler. Obama's fixer. Ran interference for Obama on Benghazi. Ran interference for Obama on the IRS scandal. Ran interference for Obama on the Secret Service, that prostitution scandal. Where it's alleged, according to multiple reports, that she covered up a staffer's name who was involved in that. Rumler knows full well, as White House counsel, how to fix things. Rumler is representing this guy, George Nader. George Nader is now working with the Mueller special counsel to produce evidence of Russian collusion that did not happen. Do you not strike this, folks? Does this not strike you as insane? 
Obama's lawyer is representing a guy working with the special counsel to continually try to fabricate evidence of a collusion scandal that didn't happen. What's the new scam? The new scam now is that a social media company in Israel offered help to the Trump team. If you're saying so what, so is everyone else. Yeah, I, there's nothing more to say on that. Right. That's I just read. You can read the piece in Herod's and you're going to be like, wait, what? I don't understand what the problem. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what we're, what we're missing here. You're missing the whole thing. There's nothing there. But who was involved in this meeting again? Oh, George Nader. Oh, he's represented by Obama's lawyer. Nothing to see here, folks. Now, if you're a regular listener, again, you know the Nader angle. Eric Prince. Eric Prince, whose sister works in the Trump cabinet. Prince is a Republican donor. I believe his company donated to some Democrats as well in the past. But Eric Prince, this is important. He calls up a radio station right before the election. Sirius uh, XM, the Breitbart station. And in an interview that you can Google yourself, just put Eric Prince Breitbart. We played it on the show, but we don't have time to redo the whole thing today. In essence, says, I've got a source that has devastating information about Hillary Clinton, her emails, Huma Abedin, Anthony Weiner, and the sexing scandal. And it is really troubling. He calls in a radio station and says this. He also says, by the way, that Loretta Lynch is pressuring the FBI in New York to make a lot of this go away. Shortly after that, Eric Prince becomes the target of the Mueller probe. Convenient, isn't it? For a meeting in the Seychelles. Then who's at the meeting? Oh, George Nader who's represented by Obama's lawyer, Catherine Rumbler. And at that meeting, who does he meet with? A guy, Kirill Dmitriev, who's the head of the Russian Direct Investment Fund, who is represented, according to Salon.com, at some point by two rather large Clinton uh, donors, bundlers, as a matter of fact. Folks, this is so obviously a setup. It is unbelievable. It is so obviously a setup. They were setting these meetings up to use them later on as evidence of a crime they didn't have. Russian collusion. Look, look at this meeting. Look at that meeting. Yeah, but the meetings with Clinton people, people associated with the Clinton sphere and Obama. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's Russian collusion. Return of the fixer. Now, here's the good news. Because I don't want to leave you with all bad news. By the way, listen to the Fixer show. I wish I had the numbers, but the Catherine Rumler Fixer show where I lay out her role in fixing Obama's messes the entire time he was in the White House. She's now fixing his post-retirement messes because they're desperate to defend Obama in this. Remember the Peter Stroke, Mm -hmm. Lisa Page text. POTUS wants to know everything. POTUS, President of the United States. It was Obama. Return of the Fixer. Now, why does the Fixer and this story about Nader and his lawyer, Kathy Rumler, come out now? Because as I've repeatedly told you, the Mueller operation is a smokescreen. It is designed every time there is a substantial break about the spying operation against President Trump for them to leak information or do their surrogates leak information that refocuses attention on the Trump team. All of a sudden, this leaks for, hey, Donald Trump met with an Israeli social media guy, Trump Jr. Okay, so? And who was there? Oh, George Nader. Oh, and who's his lawyer? Oh, Obama's lawyer. 
This is happening over and over again. This is the sole purpose of the Mueller team. The Mueller probe, their entire team, stacked with people who hate Trump. One who can't stand Trump, Weissman, the bulldog, who knows Rumler. They work together, by the way, in Enron. Aaron Zebley on the team, who represented a Clinton team member involved in the email scandal. Yeah, this guy's investigating Trump, Zebley. He represented a Clinton guy. Jeannie Ree, who was an attorney for the Clinton Foundation, is on the team investigating Trump. The sole purpose of this operation is air cover. Every time there's a leak which exposes the spying scandal, Joe, Mueller's team leaks a piece of information connected somehow to a team member of Obama, a former team member of the Clintons, that's destructive Mm -hmm. to the Trump team. And the media compliantly plays along. Now, another thing happened this weekend of note that largely escaped any kind of public recognition at all. I'm going to put a press release from Perkins Coie up on the website. Why would I put a website up for a release from... Oh, wait, hold on a second here. Perkins Coie. I got it up right here. Oh, there it is. I'm trying to scroll. You know what it is? I keep trying to scroll down. It's a photo. You can't scroll the photo. What am I doing? I'm going to put a press release up from Perkins Coie. Who resigned from Perkins Coie this weekend? Bob Bauer. What does this have to do with Kathy Rumler? Makes sense in a second. I believe deals, just leave that for a second. Don't worry, I will make connect the dots for you. There are deals, I believe, being cut right now. I believe Trump and his team, Sessions, Huber, and Horowitz, And to a degree, Rosenstein, who's not a good guy, I want to be clear, but I believe there's information they can no longer avoid. I firmly believe they've uncovered explosive information about the spying scandal, including the use of human sources. I think that's where the Halper thing's coming from. I think the IG report that's about to come out on how devastating this operation against Trump was is going to be just monumental. I believe from with every fiber and ounce of my being, there will be prosecutions here. I do. You don't have to believe me. If you choose to take the the, the depressed that's all over route, that's fine. That's up to you. I, I don't. I don't believe that at all. I believe the leaks, the felony leaks are going to be prosecuted. I believe a lot of people are looking at significant civil and criminal liability here. The Mueller team can't avoid that. Now, the Mueller probe is a smokescreen. The intent of the operation is to provide air cover and to constantly refocus on Trump. Yeah. You understand what I'm getting at, Joe? Every time a negative thing comes right. out, oh, refocus on Trump met with an Israeli. Trump met with a Russian. This guy met with a Russian. That guy met with mm-hmm. That's the sole purpose. But Mueller can't avoid altogether the information coming out about the involvement of the Trump team. I believe Giuliani was brought in for a horse trade. We used to call that in the Secret Service when he promoted people. You promote this guy, I'll promote that guy, send to me. The horse trade's happening right now. The horse trade is going to be, who who goes down for this? Not everybody in the Clinton sphere is going to go down. Not fair, not right. If you're legally, if you broke the law, you should go down. I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen. And I think there are going to be people, especially the ringleaders, that are going to be prosecuted. I believe the horse trade's going on right now. Now, what the hell does that have to do with Catherine Rumler and Bob Bauer leaving Perkins Coie? Catherine Rumler was Obama's White House lawyer. She's representing a source working for the Mueller team, George Nader, 
who is conveniently involved in many of these Russian collusion meetings. Another source. Whose place did Catherine Rumler take in the Obama White House? Oh, Bob Bauer. He was the White House lawyer prior to Catherine Rumler. Oh, where did he go? Perkins Coie. Who's Perkins Coie? The legal firm paid almost $700,000 by Obama for America right before the DNC brought them on to hire Fusion GPS to gin up fake information from the Russians on the Trump team. He worked at the law firm. Who did he also represent? Let me read from Perkins Coie. Bowers, career highlights, Joe. Bauer was general counsel to Obama (laughs) for America. (laughs) Yeah, baby. You think Bob Bauer may know something about the operation at his legal firm to pay Fusion GPS and Christopher Steele to get fake information for the Russians? He may. Bob's gone. Bye. Left Perkins Cooey. Who preceded Bob Bauer as White House counsel? So Rumler, White House lawyer. Rumler's a White House lawyer. Rumler's now representing a source working for Mueller. The fixer. She takes the place of Bob Bauer, who works for Perkins Coie and Obama for America. Two central figures in the hiring of Fusion GPS and a British spy to gin up bad information on Trump for a fake FISA court warrant. He resigns. Wow, that's convenient. Who resigned a few months ago? The guy Bob Bauer took the place of in the Obama White House. Greg Craig. Who's working where? Who's working at Skadden Arps, a law firm that Paul Manafort was working with and has become the subject of an investigation by Bob Mueller into the production of a document that's allegedly pro-Russian, pro-Ukrainian. Well, it was. Bottom line is this. Greg Craig has significant involvement here with Manafort and Tony Podesta in a lobbying effort for a Ukrainian uh, political leader that was pro-Russian. Greg Craig resigned from Skadden uh, a little while ago as well. They're all connected to Obama. I believe the horse trade has begun. I believe these law firms may understand there's some liability here with these people. They're resigning. I mean, it's folks, I, I, I think in the end, there are going to be people who are going to suffer severe civil and criminal, uh, criminal liability for this. But I want to leave you with a little bit of smile on your face that the, the, the lights are coming on. The cockroaches are scurrying. People are resigning positions. People are leaving. People are leaving the FBI. And I believe that will, this will result in criminal prosecutions. All right. I'm going to give you a lot more on Don't Miss Tomorrow's Show on Greg Craig and some explosive connections there too. some other stuff. And also some information more about a Russian spy, again, connected to the Clinton team that managed a legitimate Russian intelligence guy who managed to intersect with the Trump team. If you read today's show notes, you'll kind of get a little clue on it. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.